You love your tennis ball? <laughs> I feel like once it's done. So there's a lot going on this week. And um, I didn't want to skip this weekend like we were planning because I know not everybody can make it in. And we have Matt with us tonight. Hey. <laughs> Do we want to start with music news or the UFO stuff? Uh, you are the you are the man. You 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 lead the charge. We'll follow. <clears throat> Nick, what do you got written down? <laughs> I got a whole uh, bunch of shit actually. Uh, if you want to do music first, let's bang out the music. All right, sounds good. Alrighty, uh, uh, first. <laughs> oh, oh god, there you go. No, which one do you have written down first? Uh, first is the one full week of seventy-two seasons. Ah, yes. That's just gotten better as we've listened to it. Matt, have you heard any of the uh, new Metallica album? I haven't. I haven't really listened to Metallica since high school. Oh. To be honest, nothing against them. I love Metallica, old school Metallica, but I haven't really been following the new stuff. Uh, the new stuff is... How does, it, how does it compare to the old, to the classics? Like, are you talking about 80s classics or 90s classics? So when I listened, we'll go with 90s classics. It's a mix of the 90s sound with... I'd say modern production values. Like you, you catch bits and pieces of the old stuff in the new stuff. Right. Like a lot of callbacks, a lot of, a lot of references to old songs and maybe like a, a lot of melodies kind of sneak in. I can't remember which song it is off the top of my head, but there's one that has a solo that sounds like a straight up ride the lightning. Nice. How's the guitar work in the newer stuff? James is solid as always, but Hammett takes a nap. <laughs> 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 he's like you know what I, I have to have oatmeal in three minutes I'm going to bang the solo out go take a shit and have some oatmeal <laughs> you know he's influenced yeah but for the most part there's a nice vibe to it of like load reload some garage ink in there so definitely yeah. like yeah. mid to late 90s type of vibe but still heavy fast rhythmic I think it's a solid five-star album all around. So. so I can put my windows down and crank my speakers out. And it's crank Fuck my speakers a. up. Absolutely. Old school style. Speaking of that, on, like the way back, uh, from the gym just now. <clears throat> on the way back from the gym, I was cranking a new ghost song. Oh, nice. I had the windows open in the truck, and it's got a great sound system. I'm at the hey, light, I... long red light, and there's a car full of dudes to my right with their windows open. And of course... The new ghost song is called Jesus He Knows Me. And what do you think the part's at? It's just where they're repeating Jesus He Knows Me. <laughs> People are staring at me, and I'm just looking straight ahead. Come on, green light. Let's go, green light. How old is it? <laughs> hey, you know How what I jam? Jesus. On the way back from the gym today, summer of 69, Brian Adams. Brian Adams version. <laughs> Not hard to metal, but... I mean, he's yeah. <laughs> All right, and uh, some more music news. We have a big Foo Fighters announcement. Uh, they, yeah, uh, we released uh, their first single since the death of the drummer Taylor Hawkins. Announced a tour and also announced a brand new album coming out in June. Nice. Yeah, that new song is pretty cool. It's uh, very obviously in reference to Taylor's death, um, which was... Yeah, the name of 
song is called Rescued. The name of the album is called But Here We Are. But that Rescued single definitely sounds like a relief song, more of a um, asking for help type song. And I think it fits their vibe perfectly. Sounds like traditional Foo Fighters all around. I think it right. sounds more like it was from Taylor's perspective that maybe he OD'd and was hoping somebody would come along and bring him back, resuscitate him. I see that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also announcing some new music is Stained, who we haven't heard a lot from recently. Wow, Stained. We're going right back to 2002. I like it. Well, Aaron Lewis realized that uh, he can't tell his audience to shut up when he wants to play an acoustic song and be successful. <laughs> Yeah, his country career was uh, not so well off. He played up here at Bernie's in, New- in Hampton Beach a couple of summers ago. Actually, last summer and the summer before, he his buses shut down the whole strip. We were walking around. Like My wife was like, what's going on up there? I go, oh, that blowhard from Stained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a douche. Yeah, Stained. Yeah, but the name of that song is called Lowest in Me. has a Catchy chorus definitely has that stain vibe, and you can tell right off the bat this is a stain song. So, yeah, maybe this, maybe this would be something to get them going again. We'll see. Oh, no, I didn't mind stains back in the day; they were pretty good. Well, most of Stained is now with uh, yeah. Adam Yeah, from Three Days Grace, and they are now. Saved. Oh, I always I used to love Three Days Grace. Animal yeah. I have become. Oh, so, uh, the, the news last night. They were. Uh, touring a city somewhere down south, they actually got joined by the original singer on stage for two songs. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, well, the singer they have now is the lead singer from My Darkest Days, and he's mm-hmm. just terrible. Yeah. They sound like a other generic band. If they wanted to replace Adam, they should have got the guy from Skillet, because he sounds just like him. But, you know, with a lot of the God and Jesus stuff. Yeah, well, it was pretty cool to see the original singer from uh, Three Days Grace pop up like that. Good for him. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw them play the last tour before they broke. Um, before he left the band in 2012, they opened. Uh, it was uproar. It was bullet for my Valentine, Seether, Three Days Grace, and Avenged Sevenfold headlined. Ah, uh, good stuff. Good bunch of bands right there. Last time I saw Avenged Sevenfold, they were. The key garden and the main act is actually ghosts, believe it or not. Ah. Yeah, cool. oh. And the last bit of music news we have today for you is Motley Crew back in the studio again. Why? <laughs> why, God, why? Somebody get Joey from Friends yelling why and just put it in this. <laughs> so, um, all the recent. News about them kicking out Mick Mars, giving Mick Mars a bunch of shit, saying he's too old to be in a band, he can't play, blah, 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 blah. Then Mick Mars turned around and said, Nikki Six doesn't play his bass live. Tommy Lee picks and chooses what songs he wants to drum to live. And Vince Nail can't sing a fucking lick to save his life anymore. Well, that's so our question is... Yep. Title. So our question is them going back into the studio. They got this huge, famous producer who they worked before. Mentalics worked with them. Bob Rock, phenomenal producer. Maybe he can bring out something to them. Maybe they're trying to discover that new sound with the new guitarist, John Five. That's something we're going to have to wait and see what happens with that. 
John Five is a one-trick pony. He does whatever the guy in charge tells him to do. If you listen to his shit, it's repetitive, boring, and I can't stand it. He has it was no funny. Uh, yeah, he was a guitarist. Obviously, with Marilyn Manson. Everybody knows that. There's a famous viral video of him and throwing the guitar at Manson. Then he went on to join Rob Zombie, phenomenal guitarist for him. But on his own, we'll see what he can do. Yeah. See if he can fit that Molly Crew Bible. Well, supposedly, like Nikki Six wrote a lot, wrote a lot of Motley Crue songs with Mick Mars, and without Mick, you're not going to have that Motley Crue sound. Exactly, he is that sound. You can squeeze a cat and maybe get a better Vince Neil, but you're not going to get anything good out of them. You just squeeze the cat till it wails. <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends actually said that's how, when I was getting into Guns N' Roses back in the day, my uh, another kid that I know named Matt, that is a great bass player, was like, Guns N' Roses is great, but if you played guitar to a cat getting nailed to a tree, you'd have a better Axl Rose. <laughs> yeah. This is all they turned good for them. Yeah. All right. So that's our music news for this episode. What's uh, next on tap? What do we got? We didn't really talk about the new Ghost song. I just kind of made fun ah, of it. Ah, okay, yeah. So is this going to be a cover really- EP? Is that what it is? Uh, is that what it? I didn't know. I thought it was. Um, is it a cover? I, I am not sure. To be honest with you, I haven't really checked it out. I know it's a five-song EP. Could be a bunch of covers. Could be original stuff. I am not too sure with that on that. So, uh, the new song's cool though. It's got a really cool like '80s pop vibe. The pre-chorus reminds me of Prince. Yeah, and, definitely uh, a catchy song. It's kind of funny. Like, I know my mom would like it because she likes that sound. So I sent her the music video before I actually watched it. And then I ended up watching it last night and saw how straight up it's fucking dirty. Like, the it's about a priest. The video's got the priest uh, taking the collection plate money, going to get drugs and hookers. And they're not. And, and he's getting a blowjob in the, in the truck. Then he's, like, having a full-on orgy at the end. And then he goes and sits in a circle jerk at the very end of the video before he gets back into the church. And I call my mom in a panic. I'm like, did you watch that video? Don't watch the video. Whatever you do, just listen to the music. Don't watch the video. <laughs> She's like, why? I go, just, just trust me. Don't watch the videos. Listen to the music. An hour later, why'd you send me that video? That was horrible. <laughs> I'm like, I told you, you not to watch it. Like, told you not to watch it. Poor Mamsi. Mm. She's in Florida. There's nothing poor Scarred about it. Building. <laughs> hmm. So, yesterday was the was it yesterday or the day before at this point the congressional UFO hearings. It was. I think uh, it was. Uh, was it yesterday? It, it, it was within the last forty eight hours. We'll just roll with that. I gotta mute my microphone for a second. They once again they had they paraded a bunch of people. They paraded one of the guys from the Rendlesham incident who mm-hmm. touched on that boat. And from what I remember seeing a documentary, he was, was this the guy with the glasses, the chubby guy with the glasses? Yeah, I can't remember his name. I forget his name too. He supposedly touched the craft and he saw numbers, uh binary code numbers in you know, flashing through his eyes and yeah. Yeah, like engraved um hieroglyphics and mm-hmm. he's like really sick because of it now. Oh, I haven't. I honestly, I haven't followed him recently, but that doesn't surprise me. So he's had like um, 
heart issues, neurological issues. Supposed, it's all supposed because we can't prove any of it. We weren't there. Right, right. But he's got all these health issues stemming from interacting with the particular UFO that they ran into. Was it even the Rendlesham right. incident that it happened at? Yes, the rest so of the Rendlesham Forest incident that was in the 80s, that was a U.S. air base in England. And obviously they saw the craft, they pursued it into the Rendlesham Forest and it was a small triangular shaped craft. It landed and this it was covered in all kinds of, you know, markings and pseudo hieroglyphics. And that's where this gentleman touched it and claims that he had this code of numbers, ones and zeros, you know, computer language just broadcasted into his brain. And he, he filled up, you know, according to, you know, various documentaries and sources, he filled up like a notebook, an actual written notebook with all the ones and zeros. I don't know if he ever had it translated or whatnot, but that was the gist of the story. The, um, the guys in the last podcast on the left did a whole episode. I think they did like a two or three part episode on it. And they, they, they never really go, they never really followed up on it. It's just, he got really sick. The VA didn't help him out. And that's part of why he was in the hearings yesterday. Mm -hmm. They, they want to take care of him. And then one of the senators like straight up asked him, what, what was it? Like he, he wanted to know more about the UFO than the guy's health problems. Cause they know yeah. that it's like, they know that the shit's going on. They know the stuff in our skies, but at the same time, they're like, Nope, it's balloons. Nope. You were seeing things, you know, like Jay Allen Hynek. Oh no, it was, uh, Swamp farts. Swamp gas. But he later came out and recanted that and said that's what he was told to say, that it wasn't swamp gas. That I mean, that's patently ridiculous. Like, people were seeing things in the skies, metal objects, things that defied physics, and, you know, it's gaslighting. If you think about it, it's, you know, gaslighting at the highest levels of, of government. Yeah. If you tell people enough that, that you're crazy, you're crazy, oh, it's just swamp gas, it's just swamp gas. If you don't give it any credence and you keep telling everybody they're crazy... You know, eventually people start to believe it. It's just, it's extreme gaslighting. And it's and been going on for, since at least 1947 with the Roswell crash. There's a documentary on, uh, it's free on Comcast. I think it's called The Phenomenon. It goes back as far as 1945. Oh. Um, well, you know, if you think back to during World War II, over Europe and even over the Pacific, you had what was called Foo Fighters, which were you know, various colored objects and orbs of light that defied physics and often, you know, tailed, tracked, and danced around both Allied and Axis aircraft during the war. Yeah. And the Russians, so the thing that I was talking about before we started recording was the Jeremy Corbell, George Knapp podcast. They do the, they, they go into the Russian files that they smuggled back. And, <clears throat> excuse me, basically, when Roswell happened, Stalin went to, I forget the guy's name. They, they mentioned it on the podcast they did. He went to this guy and he's like, hey, is that one of ours? Was that us? Did we do what happened over in New Mexico? And the guy goes, let me reach out. Because at the time, spies were all over the U.S. There were Japanese spies, Russian spies, spies on top of spies, double agents. He reached out to the- Still are. I know. <laughs> he reached out. To the people in New Mexico, and like, no, they have no fucking clue what it is. The Americans are clueless. They, they, they. One time, one day they said it's a, it's a flying saucer. The next day they said it's a, it's a weather balloon. Wasn't us. Wasn't Germany. Wasn't these guys. Wasn't those guys. And so, they knew something big happened, but they didn't know what. And right over over the last 60, 70 years, China and Russia are reporting the same things we are reporting: strange crafts in the sky, strange lights. You know. Be, some of them well, Russia, 
Russia had a craft that cr- uh, crashed. I forget where I want to say Kamchatka, but it crashed at, at some point. So they have, you know, technology and stuff of their own. Well, supposedly they have recovered technology. They actually managed to reverse engineer and they can't wait to use against us in a wartime scenario. Supposedly. I don't think anybody has the ability. I think all the RE, you know, reverse engineering talk is just nonsense because if people actually had that stuff, they'd be using it. That's true. I think the technology is so far beyond what, you know, the human brain at this point scientifically can even comprehend that reverse engineering it would be like somebody in ancient Greece taking a cell phone today and trying to reverse engineer it. It's just so far off from from these, you know, these civilizations from what they're at. If you think about it, they're whether they're traveling via wormhole technology, folding space, tearing, you know, rips in the space-time continuum, or traveling at such hypervelocity, you know, to be able to do that, the, the technolo- technological advancement that they have is so far beyond us. We couldn't even comprehend it. Uh, that's true. But I also start to believe that uh, Russia talks big, but they don't have a pot to piss in. No. Because they're getting crushed right now. And there was, um, I, was, I, was on a Reddit, I was on a Reddit page going on um, the Ukraine page, people posting cell phone videos of what's going on over there. And there was a lot of Russian defectors that were like, no, their military is shit. Uh, you, you know, when I was when I was enlisted, you would have um, the rush. The Russian mob would be like, "Hey, we want a diesel engine out of one of your trucks or out of one of your tanks, whatever kind of engine they got in the tank, and we'll give you X amount of money. Or if you don't give it to us, we'll find your mom, find your dad, skin them alive, and send you pictures." So what do you think they do? They would give them parts from the vehicles. So then they go to do an inventory and like, "Why is this truck missing wheels? Why is this truck missing an engine? Why is this truck missing a windshield? Why is the truck missing?" <laughs> It's just they, they're so closed in that they don't really have what they boast to have. And I think China's the same way. They, they boast a lot, but they're not going to be around in 50 years if they don't stop being dickheads. I don't know. That's, that's, uh, different, that's geopolitics on a, on a different level. And for risk of offending certain people, I'm not going to get into geopolitics. <laughs> Yeah, we have to be careful. We don't. Want but uh, I just like to say, you know, as far as that goes, what what you hear on the news and whoever's winning this war, I wouldn't one hundred percent believe it. You can't believe it. But that's it. I'm we're staying. I'm staying away from politics. <laughs> you know, unless it's pertaining to the UFO phenomenon. Yes, let's continue with the UFOs. We'll get you next time, China. Then you have that guy, Kirkpatrick. Uh, was, was he a doctor? I forget. I believe he was. I want to go look at my phone, but every time I look at my phone, the microphone cuts out. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I'm literally doing this on my phone. Uh, yeah, Me you too. guys are on, too. on my horse and buggy of a laptop. I couldn't get the. Uh, I couldn't get all the because I'm I'm um, technologically useless, so I couldn't get the whole. These these fancy headphones that I have here, these things synced with, you know, trying to actually do this like a normal person. So I'm on my phone. <laughs> I think my phone at this point. Well, no, I smashed the screen on my phone on my phone in a fit of rage and had had it, had it swapped. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too far off. I got a tiny little crack at the bottom of the mind, and it's kind of spider webbing up towards the center. So within the next couple of weeks, I'll be doing an AT and T trip. Yeah, I um, I was. In an argument, and I couldn't get a word in edgewise, so I just slammed it down on the countertop. 
And I look at him. Wow, I broke the uh, the screen protector. Pull the screen protector back. I'm like, oh, whoops. <laughs> nah, mine fell out of my pocket leaving the gym, and just even though it's in a case, happened to just hit at the right angle and forget it's it. Just the right angle. But anyway, so Kirk Patrick, first he showed he showed a new video of a new orb, uh, in a wartime area, in a wartime, mm -hmm. in a war zone. I'm sorry. Recently, like in the last year, and not like the Mosul orb, which was 2016. And then he comes out and says, "But there's no evidence that it's extraterrestrial." So you've got something you can't you can't explain. You can't explain it. You know the way it moves, the speed it moves at. It's a laser pointer on a chalkboard, basically. Defies yeah, physics. Yeah. It defies defies what we as humans know of science. But right, oh, there's no evidence. There's no evidence. That's that's always been the 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 the, the line. And anybody that thinks that the next big reveal is going to be the reveal where they tell everybody that oh, yep, it's aliens, and we've been hiding it from you since the Battle of Los Angeles in 1942. You know, it, it's not going to happen. It's it's just not going to happen. Like unless short of of ET's landing and saying, yeah, we're here. We've been visiting all along. I don't think you're going to get a reveal out of the government. There's too much secrecy. There's too much money behind it. There's too much involved in dark, dark projects. I don't even think members of Congress or the Senate know the depths of what the deep state has covered up over UFOs. I, I think they're as clueless as we are because they're all temporarily employees. If you think about it, the president Max is in there for eight years. These congressmen, yeah, they don't have term limits, but they, you know, they're going to die. They're they're mm -hmm. temporary employees. They're bought and sold day, daily, so there's no way in hell they can. They right. So they're, they're not going to give these deep secrets, the NSA, the CIA, you know, whatever organizations are involved in this. They're not going to give these deep secrets to somebody that A, can be bought and sold and B, is a temporary employee. Right. That's why I, um, I heard a legend read up on it. Uh, that Reagan was apparently briefed on most of the ufo history that happened i've heard and, that too nixon also yeah nick nick well nixon supposedly went drinking with jackie gleason and showed him the bodies and he was never the same <laughs> yeah I, I don't doubt it stuff uh flew a little differently back then than it does now yeah a little more yeah. Now in the age of even in this age of social media and everything else if, if they want it buried they can bury it oh, and simple fact no they the hearings and oh there's no evidence there's no evidence there's never any evidence could land right on your front lawn and blast a hole in your ass but there's no evidence right and it's just, it's what about the pilots are they crazy then you know fravor lives in windham yeah, yeah, they, they just don't give them any attention or credence they just the pilots say whatever they say they give whatever interviews they give you know they show whatever recordings and videos they have they talk about how they've never seen anything on this world i mean you have astronauts buzz aldrin has come out and said that we weren't alone up there. We were not the first ones that, you know, there's stuff way more advanced than us up there. Like we're not alone in the universe and nobody gives it credence. Like nobody that is in a position of power or, you know, somebody that really, really matters as far as that would go, gives it any credence or any acknowledgement. So it yeah. kind of just dies and withers on the vine. There's a uh, podcast called Truth Seeker and it's a little out there. Uh, most of the time, I skip the episodes. Just I want to know the the UFO stuff, like the hardcore stuff. Not the mm -hmm. he's done some weird like spiritual shit, and they talk about meditation, and I skip those episodes. Yeah, I kind of. He had a, a lot of the... Louis Terrier, who was a who was a documentary filmmaker. I think he was. 
Mm-hmm. He was a ufologist is what he ultimately came out to be. And, um, shit, I forgot my train of thought. <laughs> he, um, carry on. I'll, it'll come back to me. <clears throat> I, I lost. I was listening to you. I lost what we were talking about before. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have to edit this no, part. Oh, you you're talking about the spiritual and how that, that channel gets into weird spiritual stuff. But that's, again, that's part of the problem with a lot of the stuff in the UFO community. And I think a lot of it is inserted. Yeah. You get some people that are looking for attention that say whatever. And then you get other people that are either paid off by somebody to, to feed misinformation. And so they, they throw out there this stuff that's just so off the wall that nobody's going to believe it. And it, it, what it does is it discredits legitimate researchers and legitimate, you know, science that is investigating things. And I'll bring up the time traveling thing again where, oh, it's time traveling humans. It's not time traveling humans. That's patently absurd. And stuff like that just, it just glosses over and people stop listening. Like, why would you time travel back to scare the shit out of your own civilization? Right. So if time travel does exist or did exist, you know, if these are humans from the far future coming and screwing up things today, that can potentially one little ripple can change everything and can completely invalidate and possibly destroy them in their future. So I I don't buy that for a millisecond that this is, oh, it's time traveling humans. You get some of the others that are like into the spiritual interdimensionality of it. Oh, these are interdimensional, uh, you know, religious beings and all that. It's like, no, now you're just spitballing and you're just throwing shade on what could potentially be good research. Right. On top of that, there's also um, Jacques Vallée who's like, oh, it could be a a consciousness thing that you willed it into into being. Yeah, that's, again, stuff like that is just, it, it just for lack of a better term, shits all over anything, you know, close to decent that people are trying to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm always thinking about this stuff and I'm sitting there. If I, if, I, if my thoughts are going to bring it into being, then I am literally trying to give myself a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's nonsensical. It's farcical. It's, it's, it's fantasy. It's, it's not sci- even science fiction. It's science fantasy when you get into that kind of stuff. And it really, as I've said before, it, it, it hurts the legitimate efforts and the legitimate research and people that have legitimately seen something or been abducted or whatever. It it really kills it. Right. Well, it's the Hudson UFO too, the Hudson River incident, I believe it's called, where hundreds of thousands of people saw it all over New York, Hudson River saw a UFO. Yep. And the cops cops saw it and they're like, nah, you guys didn't see Cops see UFOs all the time. They uh the Phoenix Lights cops followed those. Why were those guys? There was been tons and tons of times of like, oh, there was lights in the sky and the cops are always following them. The, the people called the police. The police have to investigate it. You can't just go, sure. well. Uh, I'm still listening. I'm just opening the door real quick. Yeah. Nope, keep going. I'm still here. Still listening. I had a was... demanding puppy at the door. <laughs> I think I was watching um, Unsolved Mysteries, was it? when they? Oh, Unsolved Mysteries has some good stuff. The new one. It's like the two episodes on Netflix, and and they played a nine one one call. Somebody I think they got three seasons on Netflix now. They do, they do. But one of them, I think, one of them does the Phoenix Lights, and the Phoenix Lights is a good one. Uh, have you ever uh, seen some of the interviews with Governor Fife Symington after he um, 
is no longer in power and he pretty much confirms that he was forced to do what he did you know by by discrediting it and he's like no it was 100 percent real it was extraterrestrials um i was pretty much strong-armed into doing what i did yeah a lot of people a lot of people get threatened into shutting up and it's like well wait a minute you were going forward why'd you do a 180 Mm, can't say (laughs) right oh my uh, i've changed my mind it's like you know it's the the longest time that i've the, the whole six seven months that i've been going down this rabbit hole Oh, you have been going down. I don't even look up anymore. I'm afraid. (laughs) You've gone down in seven months in what I've been following for 20 years. Yeah, I I had to come up for air. I was getting scared. (laughs) Well, that's the the issue because if you you actually think about it and you realize the truth behind it, that it's, it's just, it is, it's terrifying. And not not the fact that we're not alone in the universe. The universe is infinite. It's ever expanding. It's still expanding. There's oh, yeah. infinite amount of galaxies, planets, suns. You know, to 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 think that on this planet we, who are still blowing each other up and fighting over mythical beings in the sky, um, you know, that we are the epitome of intelligent life. That's I believe that's farcical. No, uh, that that's that's the thing is like. Like my here's how bad it is. I have such a vivid imagination that I get up, you know, we all get up fairly early in the morning. It's still dark when I'm getting mm-hmm. up. I literally open my bedroom door ready to see something on the other side in the dark. <laughs> That's how <laughs> fucking stupid I am and how, how far down the track. Stephen King. Like I just I can't I can't I had to stop. I had to pull back. Yeah, no, that's that's you know, you you can definitely get there with some of the stuff. It's the the hunt for the skinwalker. I haven't even finished it. I can't. <laughs> the skinwalker. Ah. I got through the Bigfoot section and I, I got through that. I'm like, I got to pull it back. Even the Tom DeLonge books. I finished the first one. I haven't finished the second one. It's just too trippy. Too much. Yeah, a lot of it. I mean, this part because consciousness plays a big part in the UFOs and they, and they, they want to figure out what it is that like why do some people see these things and some people don't and why is it that when some people acknowledge it it acknowledges them back like you go outside right now me and you and the three of us go outside right now all three of us look up two of us see something one of us thinks about it it's going to acknowledge the one who's thinking about it why what is it that's mm-hmm. doing that that's that's you acknowledge it, well, it is- uh, I think with intelligence and advanced intelligence, which clearly these beings have beyond this is just a guess this is a fact this is just my um hypothesis on this on consciousness, so you have beings that are tens of thousands of years more advanced than what we are. they've evolved to a point where if even if you want to just take the standard look of the big headed little gray guys with puny little bodies and humongous heads <laughs> think of the brain that's in that head uh, now what is it about 10% of our brain that they that is just unused we don't know what it's for but we only so say these um beings have evolved to use their full brain and their brain is is massive you know to, you, you know, you, now you're talking about telepathy and thought broadcasting and all kinds of stuff like that. Psychokinesis, uh, telekinesis, pyrokinesis, whatever, whatever, you know, but I think maybe it's a they can pick up the wavelengths differently, be it yeah. telepathically or psychically or whatever you want to call it. 
some sort of acknowledgement? Which could be an answer to that question. Again, I have no idea because I've never had an experience directly myself. And, you know, so I have no answer, just hypothesis. You want to have an experience. And I'm like, I just want to know the truth. I don't want to see anything. (laughs) I don't necessarily want an experience. I just like it to just get acknowledged. It's a very simple thing. Like, yes, we're not alone in the universe. There are things that are far more advanced than us. They're not trying to destroy us actively because if they were, we'd be gone. No, and this is one of the arguments I have with a friend of mine who was in my wedding. Uh, You might have met him. It's all kid. I'm not going to say names on here because they do listen. (laughs) But his um his the argument I have with him is like he says there's no we're we're completely alone and he he, his his reasoning is we're alone because if we weren't alone they would have destroyed us by now. And I always say why why would they have to destroy us? Why is that the only option? Just because they're more Yes, in, in ancient times, the more civil, the more advanced civilization has destroyed the primitive one. Right. And But that's but, not our planet. That's us. That's humans. Right. That's shit-flinging but you're, Exactly. You're thinking of it as a human would think of it and as what we did and what we would do in our history. And there's no guarantee that another civilization, especially one that is so infinitely more advanced, followed our path. I mean... They clearly have solved science in a much different way that we claim is impossible based on the theory of relativity and, you know, human physics. So to think that they would even look at things the same way we do is, you know, that's just hubris to assume that people act, you know, from another world act and think like we do. I think that's just hubris. We don't even know if they have similar individuality. They could be hive minds for all we know. Like, you know, you can't put human emotions, feelings, and interactions and societal growth onto a society that clearly has evolved far more than we have and has existed probably far far longer. If you think about it, the human race is only, what, 100,000 years old, if that? Um, In its current form? Perhaps even more. Perhaps Even less, maybe. No. But civilization that we know about recorded yeah. civilization is what 10,000 years of course most likely you know we'll bring a little Graham Hancock in it's probably a heck of a lot older than that but still still a fraction of dust compared to somebody that can traverse galaxies that's true um, maybe the tall whites that lived to be 900 years old if you believe that legend <laughs> that guy was that guy was a trip you see his YouTube video oh, there's, there's lots of trips out there just don't trip over the trips. <laughs> um, I think that's about it. <laughs> kind of, kind of. You went further than I imagined. <laughs> I like I said, I've uh, gone down the rabbit hole for many, many years, and it's something I enjoy talking about, and I think it's something that needs to be talked about. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's not going to get the platform in the public forum with government that it should but again as i said before all these people temporary employees they're not even going to give them access and even if they do they're going to you know for a bigger paycheck they're going to cover it up and just tell everybody you're stupid it's swamp gas it's birthday balloons it's whatever right and i was all full of piss and vinegar when i thought of this idea today and now i'm not contributing anything i'm just asking you guys to talk Perfectly fine. I can talk forever on this uh, topic and will again, I'm sure. Oh, I too. <laughs> oh, we got like 30 minutes. 
Yeah, that's a solid episode, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. you just can get UFOs, not a bad combo. Yeah. 